As we go to air this week, Newcastle's Fringe Festival is in full swing. And on Sunday Extra now, we're going to speak with someone who's performing their first solo show there, a show that picks up on a theme which is well and truly worth exploring. Everyone knows all too well that it was essential workers who got us through the COVID-19 pandemic. And the pandemic lockdowns made a lot of us realise how broad the class of essential workers is. But our next guest can testify that respect and gratitude aren't exactly what many retail staff experienced at work through the pandemic. Meg O'Hara's been making theatre for a decade, and like many creative people, she's also worked in retail to make ends meet. Her new show is called Customer Service Conundrum, and it's, quote, dedicated to all retail workers who somehow managed to survive the past few years of customer craziness. Meg O'Hara, welcome to Sunday Extra, and thank you for your customer service. Hello, thank you for having me on. It sounds like theatre is therapy in more ways than one. I imagine that you've had some pretty extreme experiences at the retail coalface. Could you tell us one or two that really stand out in your memory? Yeah, for sure. Definitely during COVID, things took a complete um, turnaround. Like it went from just like um, like verbal abuse to actual physical abuse and sexual harassment. Oh so definitely... Um, something that will always stick with me was that there are a few of us we're doing you know the vaccination checks and a man decided instead of to show his vaccination status he would show us an inappropriate picture of himself mm, so that yeah. definitely stands with me because i like i would, wouldn't expect that you don't expect that um and things like boxes of pens being thrown at us and meg from what you're saying things got really appreciably worse during what was obviously a stressful time uh, of the pandemic, but it was stressful for everyone and no cause for throwing pens. Yeah, exactly. Like the customers were stressed and I totally understand that everyone's stressed, but also we're human as well. We're stressed about the pandemic. You know, we, we're wondering if we're going to get COVID and then we're having to deal with everyone else being stressed and then abusing us. And Meg, what you've told us so far certainly isn't in the category of funny experience. It's just an awful thing to have happened. Uh, were there some other examples that were kind of, in retrospect, amusing in terms of how weird things got? Yeah, for sure. Um, I had a lady come in and she's standing at the front and she's reading something off her phone. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm just going to let you read, like, say whatever you want, continue your story. And she starts reading me the American Constitution. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, cool. And it got to the bit where we have we have the right to bear arms. And I looked at her and I was like, ma'am, I'm really sorry, but this is not America. This is Australia. And I don't think the right to bear arms has anything to do with COVID-19 restrictions. So if you don't mind, you're just wasting my time. <laughs> I think and, you made a good point. <laughs> yeah, like it was just not relevant at all. But she thought that just aggressively reading me the American Constitution and going on about her rights. But even if we were in America, this has nothing to do with COVID. <laughs> we're speaking with Meg O'Hara, who's the creator of the new show, Customer Service Conundrum. Uh, Meg, um, I gather that you've also worked at the returns desk and you got some pretty unusual requests when you were working there. Yes, definitely. So working on the returns counter, um, you get all sorts and of course our job up there is to gratefully and appreciatively either accept the return request or find a polite way to be <laughs> like I'm really sorry we can't do that so one day I had a man come up and he had this $190 box set of Lego that he said he bought for his 
son. And um, so he didn't have a receipt. And obviously our process is to just open the box, make sure everything's in there and we're all good to go. Opened it up and it was just full of dried pasta. (laughs) That's it. There was no, he'd taken the Lego out and replaced it with dried pasta shells because he thought it would make up the weight and sound of the Lego if I shook the box. But I don't (laughs) think he expected me to actually be thorough and open it because there was like a long line. So he picked a busy time. So I think he was just expecting me to just sort of be like, yeah, whatever, here's your money, get out. And but how did yeah, you react he, when you when you saw through him? So I was trying not to laugh and just being like, look, I'm really sorry, sir, but I can't return this. This is pasta. This is not Lego. This is not the product that we sold you. I'm really sorry. <laughs> he starts getting really, really angry and aggressive and being like, but why? I'm the customer. Isn't the customer always right? And I'm just, I'm like, well, Yes, but also this is pasta. We don't sell pasta. Like I don't, I can't do anything, sir. And it got to the stage where my manager had to come over, reiterate to this grown man that we just can't do anything about this issue. And he just ended up throwing the box, spilling pasta everywhere and storming oh, out of the store. Well, I think you've definitely got testimony that there are some sensible outer limits to that idea that the customer's always right. And Meg, I'm interested that, that your manager came up there. I wanted to ask yeah. you about that. Uh, when customers get angry and behave inappropriately, did you find that you were getting reasonable support from the, the business and management about those situations? Yes. Yes. So I'm very lucky that I've had supportive management, especially during COVID, like I'll be honest, there were days when I or my coworker, we would just be in tears out the back and it was management who really had to pick up the pieces mm. and and help us and come down and deal with these situations when we'd reached our limits. And I must admit, Meg, that after years of making the Consumer Affairs show The Checkout, I'm feeling a bit guilty now that we might have inadvertently <laughs> bred a generation of unreasonable customers coming in and harassing <laughs> retail staff. So I apologise uh, for That's that. Okay. But could you tell us uh, how you came to the idea, Meg, of collecting all these stories and experiences and packaging them into a show? Tell us about the show. So the show is definitely like verbatim theatre. It's definitely autobiographical, but it's also like the power lies that it's not just my story, is that I've been collecting my co-workers, my friends, um, people who work in the shopping centre that I do, um, collecting their stories and trying to figure out a way to combine all of that um, into a show. It's this idea of like what's said on the shop floor shouldn't live mm. and die on the shop floor. It should be shared and spread, especially some of those comedic things. People would not believe, they would not believe that that happened. So then it was finding more of those comedic elements and those comedic stories and songs. So it's sort of a variety show of retail, if you like. It sounds like an all-singing, all-dancing retail extravaganza, Meg. It sounds fantastic. Um, It is, as I understand it, though, a one-woman show. And what you're talking about is exchanges between yourself or other people and customers. How do you manage that theatrically? Yes. So I thought it would be quite funny, also quite therapeutic, for (laughs) me to not only play myself, but to play the customers. So you'll see customer service Meg, but then you'll also see customer Meg come out and I take off that customer service vest (laughs) and really let loose and become the customer from hell. 
And, um, and, and what does that make you feel, Meg? Is that liberating? Do you, do you realise yeah, a horrible side of yourself that others might have as well? Or do you think, my God, yes. those people really were crazy? <laughs> Um, a, a bit, a bit of both. I'm no angel myself. I've definitely had times where I felt frustrated in a store or whatever. So I can, like, on some level, relate to that base feeling. But then these people take it to the extreme. So it's been really fun to sort of play out that evil side that I normally wouldn't, <laughs> like I would never do this in real life. And I don't know uh, what the statistical chances of this are, but have you thought about the scenario where you might be mid-flight in customer service conundrum and realise that one of the people who you engaged with as a real tailor worker is actually in the audience? So that <laughs> is a concern of mine. But I have a general feeling that these people, they would see they would see the content of the show and be like, nah, not interested, I don't care about this. But there are some stories that if they were there, they would definitely know it was them. But... <laughs> If they'd like to have a chat about that after the show, I'd be more than happy to. So it could be a good learning experience for them, I guess, if they magically ended up there. But, yeah, yeah that doesn't scare me. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like if they do come up, they'll get they'll get customer service Meg at the end of the show, uh, not Meg yes. on a rampage. So that's good to hear. Well, Meg, look, it's been great uh, speaking with you. Thank you very much uh, to you and to all the retail workers who did such hard yards through the pandemic and continue to do the same thing uh, even when we're, you know, notionally post-COVID. Uh, it really is important work and obviously balancing that sort of work with a creative career is very challenging as well. So all the very best, not just for customer service conundrum, but for your career beyond that as well. Thank you very much. That's Meg O'Hara, the retail worker and creative behind the new show, Customer Service Conundrum, which is playing at the Newcastle Fringe Festival till the 19th of March. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations, live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.